COVID-19 has certainly had an impact on many businesses, some forced to close with the loss of revenue. One industry that appears to be booming, though, in Johnson County is real estate. I'm Teresa Freed, your host for Joko on the Go, a podcast featuring everything Johnson County. On this episode, hear from two experts in the county who will address the rising prices and what that means for our economy and those in the market to buy and sell. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOKO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOKO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. Real estate property prices have continually increased every year across the county. You might expect a decline in the middle of the pandemic. That's not quite the case. Here to talk more about that, our appraiser and a member of a local realtors group. All right. Thank you both for being here. Can you start off by just introducing yourselves? Yes, I'm Susan Bowers and I am a real estate agent. I've been past president of the um, original Johnson County Board of Directors and also uh, the uh, president of the Heartland MLS. So I come with 40 plus years of experience in real estate. Hello, and I am Bo Beauvais. I'm the county appraiser for Johnson County, and I uh, have been here for just about a year now. I have 25 years experience in Arizona prior to coming here and looking forward to sharing with the public. All right. Again, thank you both for being here. So let's just start talking about what's, what's happening here in Johnson County with uh, both commercial and the residential prices. Well, Teresa, in the uh, residential area, we've actually seen um, the market still going up. Um, it's maybe not as strong in some of the areas as it had been in previous years, but our average sale price is actually about 10% higher than last year, um, and that's sitting at $330,000. But um, but the problem is, uh, you know, it's just hard to say right now. It's still kind of a volatile market um, commercially. We have also looked at a 10% increase since last year to 975000 on the sales that we have had. Now, commercially, we've had a lot less sales, but residentially, actually, we are up a, just at three, almost exact same percentage. Is that consistent, Susan, with what you're seeing? Yes, sales are up considerably. Uh, and, and I think your original question was how, Teresa, was how uh, COVID, what kind of effect this has had. We had a obviously a dis- delayed spring market because basically the county as well as the state shut down for most of March and April, but sales started creeping right back up in June and coming going forward. So we're experiencing um, sales above what they were last year at this time, and uh, it's pretty amazing that that's that's what's going on in the marketplace. And can you talk a little bit about why this is happening? I think it has a lot to do with interest rates, number one. They're hovering right around 2.6% for a 30-year fixed. Uh, With students learning remotely from home and so many um, adults now working from home, I think their uh, housing needs have drastically changed. They have different needs as far as space within their homes. Uh, Commuting is not as big of a factor, so that could change where they want to live within the county. And um, 
Also, with the economy and job market, what it is, we're finding a larger uh, proportion of multi-generational homes, which also has effect on space. So I think people's, um, the people of Johnson County, their housing needs are actually changing. And I think uh, it's all due to COVID and the economy. And, and that's why our market is so strong. So I know that the interest rate is probably a big factor for a lot of people, not just buying homes, but also refinancing. I know we took advantage of that ourselves and uh, it, it paid off pretty well. For sure. Can you talk about um, what are we seeing in terms of, of businesses? Are they also buying at this point or you know, what's, what's the activity there? Um, we're not seeing as much activity in terms of the purchasing. The purchasing levels are down commercially, um, even though the, the overall average value is up. I think what that means is a lot of your smaller retail, um, more of the mom pop and the small strip mall type things are not seeing as much activity as they had in the past, probably more in the medium range, uh, medium sized commercial buildings, you know, the 15 to 10,000 square foot, those type of things are probably still doing okay. Um, but then on the big end, you're not seeing a whole lot of activity either. We have seen a significant issue with the hotel business, obviously, because of the fact that uh, people are not traveling. So therefore the hotel rooms are staying um, quite empty in comparison to previous years. Um, the other area we think is seeing a little bit of activity, um, depends on what part of the county, is apartments. Certain areas, it sounds like they're still pretty strong. There's some other areas where they don't seem to be as strong. So I think Johnson County is unique because it's an area that people want to come to. And I think that goes to the fact that why our activity may not be as weak as in other parts of the, uh, the state is because people want to be here. And right now our inventory is low, especially in residential. We have basically four to five buyers, it looks like, per actual house on the market. So I think that's another driving force as to why Johnson County may not be seeing as big of a suffering process. They had a few months of a, of a lag, but it, like Susan said, it's picking back up again. So if someone is, is considering uh, maybe selling their home now or in the next few years, I mean, why is right now kind of an ideal time? People want to take uh, advantage of the seller's market we're in. And as Bo said, there are four or five buyers for each house that comes on the market. Our inventory is actually down 22% in September over what it was September of last year. The inventory has been trending downward for the last five years. And so that has a, quite a bit to do with why prices are going up, lim limited inventory. So I think sellers want to take advantage of that. Um, however, they need to be cautious because then if they're going to buy, they're going to face that on the buying side as well. So it's a little bit tricky. Um, I think um, for one thing, sellers, they're looking at what houses are selling for in their, in their neighborhoods and they're looking at the multiple offers their neighbors are receiving. So I think what they also have to be cautious about is not pricing at the high end of what the houses are selling for in their neighborhood, but pricing at what the last list price was, leaving the room for buyers to then bid the price up. Housing is 
a lot like water. It will seek its own level. So if you start at a price that attracts the buyers, the general buying public, and they see value there, they'll drive the price up versus overpricing and then having to reduce. And these buyers today are very, very astute. Obviously, they're competing with other buyers. So they've been out in the marketplace. They've seen the other homes. They recognize the comparisons. And therefore, they're very astute about pricing. All right. And I do want to touch on kind of big picture for, for Johnson County. How, how does the movement on, in the housing market impact um, local economy and then just revenue for the county? Well, first of all, it has a huge impact on uh, ancillary businesses and services. Yes, people are flocking to the hardware store. They're looking at carpeting and flooring, paint. Um, they're calling contractors for uh, additions and or repairs, plumbers, electricians. Well, here's an interesting fact. Uh, that NAR put out, National Association of Realtors put out uh, in 2019 in the state of Kansas, the real estate industry attributed to 16% of the gross product in the state. So it, it has a huge impact. Yeah, and I would agree with that, Susan. I mean, really, when you go to buy a house, most houses need to have some repairs done and people buy knowing that. So that means you are going to be going to Home Depot or to Lowell's or some other warehouse for that, or you're going to be getting a contractor to come in and fix the few things you want, the nuances that are going to be now your new home. So I think that's true. Along with that also indicates that even though the, the, uh, the unemployment rate may be a little bit on the high end, People are moving here because they still have the ability to pay, so therefore they are, they are people who have jobs. And so whether the job's actually in Johnson County or if it's in you know, Wyandotte or, or Kansas City proper, there are people who are in the process of still being able to hold down work. Therefore, they have the ability to pay and then they qualify. So I think that's also another indication that even though we see unemployment to some degree, there's probably certain factors of the industry that uh, of the economy that are actually affected more than others. All right, and then the next question for, for those who are preparing to put their home on the market. Um, I think, you know, we're heading into fall and I don't know if this, is this a slower time of the year for, for sales? And then also uh, when you're thinking about uh, just what's the magic day to, to put it on the market? Is, is there a good time to do that during the year or? you know, our circumstances so unusual right now that any time's a good time. Um, I, would, I would say probably right now, any time's probably a good time because as long as you have a low inventory and you have more buyers moving in than you have supply, I don't think there really is a bad time in that type of scenario. Once the inventory balances out, then at that point you probably would see what we would consider a more standard type of a market. And usually a lot of movement is when people are either finishing out a school year or getting ready to start a new school year. So I think really the spring through the summer is usually your most active in a, what we would call a normal year. Not sure that's what we're in obviously right now, but that's probably the more, because once you get into fall, kids are in school, you know, you're getting settled in for your work to get through through the winter and, this, and that. So I think it's more of that time frame. And Susan, you can add to that if you'd like. 
I, I couldn't agree more. Obviously, this is an unusual year. And as I think I said earlier, our spring market has certainly been delayed because we were basically shut down during our spring market. Normally, in, in a normal year, things would slow down in September, as Bo said, when people are getting ready to put their children back in school, back, college starts back up, they just get busy. And our business usually this time of the year uh, has to do with people that want to transfer over the um, holiday season so that they can have their children in school for the start of the second semester. Or in days, years past, a lot of corporations transferred about this time of year again for the start of the new year. But this year is anything but normal. So we're, we're really very active right now. And for those who are looking to, to make a purchase, um, you know, it's a, it's a big decision. And I, I imagine it's extra scary right now because, you know, a lot of people aren't sure if, if their jobs are going to be there, you know, three, four months down the road. Um, what are some of the things they should be considering before making the jump into to buying a house right now? Teresa, you said it when you said scary. <laughs> it is scary for them to enter into the buying phase right now. Uh, the first thing they need to do is really have their ducks in a row. They need to have their financing in place. They need to be uh, able to uh, be prepared to make a quick decision. Should have already done their research and compiled their list of uh, what, what they want. Most of all, they're going to have to be willing to compromise because they are going to be probably competing with other buyers. So they may not be able to uh, get the house or the uh, things they are looking for in their new home uh, as anticipated. They may really have to learn to compromise. And it's going to be very emotional roller coaster for them. That's all there is to it. It's very, very emotional. We hear stories every day of agents in my office who have written six offers and not their buyers haven't found a house even more than that. So it is very stressful. It is scary, but be prepared is the best advice I can give. All right, that's some good advice. And oh, I, I think we always wanna take an opportunity to educate uh, the public about the appraisal process when we can. I, there's often confusion about um, uh, taxes and versus appraisals. And so if you can talk a little bit about that, and when we're talking about the value of homes being up. I think, you know, for some people that's great news and other people that's a little scary too. So can you talk about what we're expecting um, maybe in the upcoming year? I mean, and then also can you do a little explainer for us about the, the difference between an appraisal and, and the taxes on your home? Sure, Teresa. Um, yeah, everybody wants to know how much money is coming out of my pocket at the end. Uh, that's, I think, a big question we hear all the time. Um, and there's two pieces to the puzzle for, for property taxes. One is the value, which is what my office is required to do, and that's to meet the statutory requirements of establishing the values so they're fair and equitable for all properties within the district uh, that they're in or that particular region or market area. The other part of it is the actual jurisdictions who are asking for funds to provide the services for the public. So that would be your schools, your county, your cities. Um, and so it's kind of like I tell people all the time, it's like a teeter-totter. 
if you think of it as a teeter-totter, you've got your value on one side of it and you got your taxes on the other side, your tax rate. When the values go up and the, the teeter-totter is moving upward for the actual valuation, if the county and the cities and the schools don't change anything on their budget for that year, that means the rate would go down and the people would spend the exact same amount of money. But what happens is a lot of times is as we go up, the values go up, then there's more money there, the, the districts and the schools and whatever are thinking about what new service can we provide, reasonably speaking, with the new increase without adjusting the tax rate, a significant amount of money. So a lot of times what you see is the value goes up and then the tax rate will either go down a couple quarter percentage points or maybe even up a quarter percentage points. And then the new dollars that they're getting is for those new programs, hiring the teacher that they've needed for a couple of years that they didn't have the money for. Um, the cities are providing more road service, um, more police, fire district services. So a lot of times I think that's the complication part of what we do is the value is important. And we all of course want our property to be valued reasonable based on what the market is doing but we don't want to pay more taxes than what's our fair share. So the other part of it is in looking at the, the tax rate side of it, those jurisdictions and asking the questions is what the jurisdiction asking for makes sense based on the increases and the needs. So it's a kind of a tricky teeter totter. Sometimes it goes, changes drastically. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it changes much at all, but one way or the other, um, but I think the property owners need to realize that it's a two-fold process for that property tax. Um, we do want our properties to be valued what they're worth because we want to know if we go to go put it on the market like Susan was talking about, what's it worth on the market today? What do I potentially could I get for the value of my property? So that's one of the reasons why we have a state mandate to have our values within a certain window of the sales value of the sales that are occurring to similar properties. So the public does know what their real property value is. So I would say if they have questions, by all means, come and ask the people in my office. They're the experts on the valuation piece from a property assessment point of view. And we would be glad to walk them through. Um, they can even look at sales in their area if they're thinking about putting it on the market. So. All right, you brought me to my next question. Uh, talking kind of long-term, how are we, how are we looking and then uh, who should we get in contact with if people are looking to buy or sell a house and uh, determine the value of their home? From our office, they can always come and look in our office for our records or public records. So if they're going to move into a subdivision or a community, they can come and look and request sales data of the, the adjoining areas. So they know if I'm the buyer, what my potential costs are going to be out of my pocket. And if I'm the seller, what is the potential income I'm going to get from that process of selling. So we have all that information as it relates to the sales and the property specifics, such as the type of home, the land characteristics, that information is here for them to get and to kind of evaluate as they talk to their realtors. A lot of that information is available online too. You just need to know your address and uh, you can look up all kinds of great details. And then Susan, if you can address, um, you know, what are the first steps that people should take when they're, they're getting in the market? The best place for information probably is there, uh, if they're going to delve into this marketplace is to contact their trusted real estate agent. Um, it, my daughter always says this, 
we don't create the market we work in the market and uh but we're there to we're here to provide information facts and i think it's important that they gather the facts before they start this process and that they're fully um, explained and coached on what to expect I don't like them to be broadsided by, well, you didn't explain this to me. And I just think the more information they can gather, the better. And I think podcasts like you're doing and the website that the appraiser's office has, there are plenty of sources for their information. Um, One thing I, I would like to add, if you don't mind, the paper this week, um, had an article that the, uh, Average sales price in Johnson County was fast approaching 400,000. Well, for the month of September, the average sales price, average is the operative word here, uh, was just a few dollars under 400,000. But I looked today and there are uh, over 200 houses listed in Johnson County that are under 300,000. So, it's not like they're non-existent. They do exist, but they're, they're fewer than the upper price range. But I think it's important for buyers to know that too. You're not priced out of the market in Johnson County. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then just a final thoughts on, on what we're going to see probably in the next six months. I know it's uh, just very challenging right now to make predictions based on all the things happening, but if, if you could, uh, kind of look into your crystal ball and tell us what, what your thoughts are on uh, home sales in the next six months. Well, I think, Teresa, that uh, the indication is the interest rates are going to remain low. There's not any indication that they're going to bump up much higher. And obviously, with our inventory as low as it is, I expect the seller's market to continue for the short term at any at any for the for at least the first half of 2021 all right any other thoughts there bo uh, I, I would agree with susan i think that you are going to you're not going to see a lot of a change at this point it will be a steady seller's market for a while um, until that inventory can stabilize in relationship to the demand um, it will be like that i think the other theme and i think the public just needs to remember is we're only kind of, you know, looking at the first six months at this point in time, the next, once we get into our third quarter reports, things may change a little bit, but I think Susan's right. I don't think you're going to see a lot of change. I think the market is what the market is. And, and we just need to get a little bit more inventory out there. It would help a lot. I that think. would help greatly. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I totally agree with you. We need, need a little bit more commitment on some inventory to work with. All across the price ranges. (laughs) Yeah, thank you both so much for for joining us today. And uh, we will, of course, provide some links in the show notes of this episode so uh, those who are buying and selling can get more information before they make a move. Thank you for listening. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.